Hello, gorgeous friends. Welcome to the Embracing Enough podcast. You know, I've always said that one thing is for sure, and that's that women and girls have some incredible stories to tell. And that's what we do here. We share our stories in the hopes that we'll allow others to feel seen, heard, and hopefully less alone. This is your host, Dina Skippa, founder of Enough Labs, and I am so excited that you're here. And this is our third season. You know, when I started out this podcasting journey, I had no idea where it was going to go. But here we are, having some much-needed conversations around our enoughness, our confidence, and how to own our truth. This season, we're coming together to acknowledge what we've been through and to own the story powerfully without shame and declare that we want more for ourselves. So if you're just joining, welcome. And here's some deets about me. I'm an empowerment coach and a confidence coach, a motivational speaker, a gender equality advocate, and a goal-crushing boss. I love all things dance and even more things travel. I love to laugh, and I've realized that I have a very low tolerance for surface conversation. So it's going to get real over here. But the hope is that you always walk away with something to help you on your journey. And listen... I've been on my own journey in embracing my enoughness for a very long time. I've had to unlearn the toxic narratives that have taught me to abandon myself for far too long. And my obsession with unlearning, well, we're going to be focused on that in season three. And it comes from a desire to connect with you in a deeper, more honest way. To reclaim the fire that we know is living inside of each of us, rather than hyper-focusing on the things within ourselves that we're told we need to fix. Each week, either myself or another incredible guest will will be dropping gems on all things confidence, empowered action, and what we've been consciously unlearning to show up as our fullest selves. The goal is to create space for meaningful, authentic conversation, all while embodying the essence of joy, abundance, and permission every step of the way, and to help you align even closer with your truth. Consider me your personal coach throughout these episodes, your confidant, your ally, and most importantly, your sister friend. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, friends. We are back with another episode of Embracing Enough, the podcast brought to you by Enough Labs. And it's your girl, Dina, closing out 2022 and the end of season three, which I cannot even believe we are here. And if you've been following along, this season has been dedicated all to unlearning. Now, if you know me, know me, you know that I struggle hard with commitment. So the fact that I have been committed to the same topic all year long, to me, is an accomplishment in and of itself. Because truth be told, I can get bored pretty easily just focused on one thing. So looking back on how many conversations I have had about unlearning with myself and all of the amazing guests this season, it's huge. (laughs) It's huge for me and my unlearning journey that I have been brave enough to share the messy parts, the exciting parts, 
the not so clear parts. <laughs> and I think what's amazing is that so many people have messaged me, shared with me that this topic of unlearning has felt revolutionary for them. And so here we are a year later, closing out this third season of the Embracing Enough podcast. And I, 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 I gotta be honest, I have some thoughts <laughs> as it would be with any close to the year. I'm in reflection. I'm thinking about everything that this year has taught me, has helped this community see and consider. And I think what it has done is really initiate a conversation about how we as women can relate to this messaging that has been thrust upon us, that frames the expectations we hold on ourselves, how we're in relationship, how we parent, how we feel about our bodies, how we understand what's possible for us, and how we relate to risk. This season has allowed for so many incredible conversations that really have opened up my own mind about what I have to unlearn and what I get to unlearn because this really is a choice. And it has to be a choice. It has to be a conscious one because this shit is not easy. Unlearning the very concepts, the rules, the playbook <laughs> that is passed along and arriving at a moment in your life where you literally chuck it all out the window and start to create your own playbook, your own blueprint, you gotta be slightly off to be willing to do that, which is what I kind of feel as I look back on the last year. Because if I knew what it was gonna require of me when I kicked off the year with this idea, with this commitment to like really be in a true and authentic conversation about it, I gotta be honest, I don't know if I would've gone along with it because it has stretched me in ways I didn't even know was possible. But I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that friends and people I just got to know and so deeply respect were willing and open to come to the show and talk about things like perfectionism, the mother-daughter relationship, belonging, loneliness, relationships, friendships, mindset, confidence, using your voice, and so much more. I look back on the last year and I feel so fortunate to have had these conversations because each one has been more powerful and unique in its own way. And so many of these conversations 
And I'm not just talking about the ones in the podcast. I'm talking about the ones even that extend to cocktails with friends on my couch, (laughs) to even talking to myself in my own bathroom mirror. I've learned so much about what women specifically are battling with. That inner voice that has us questioning or hesitating or wondering if we really should give it a shot. And when I look back on the last year, I've just, I have come to know intimately how scary unlearning is. So I want to talk about this as I close out the year and close out this season and just share some of my thoughts, what I've learned, what I've unlearned, and what it means for what I think is next. Okay, so I've got some thoughts. It's been a year, it's been a journey, and I wanted to peel back the curtain on what this wild journey has uncovered. So for many of you listening, you may not know, but the concept for me dedicating this entire year to unlearning, it was actually birthed in one of my favorite spots in the world. And I've traveled to some places, each one more fabulous than the next, but I have to say one of my favorite spots in the world right now is Sedona, Arizona. This gem of a place, this vortex of energy and just uh, so much possibility and so much healing. I was actually there in January meeting with my business coach at the time and we were doing this multi-day deep dive planning session of what I wanted 2022 to be and I was declaring it what it was going to be and I told her that I was literally obsessed with this idea of unlearning the toxic messaging that women have been fed that tell them who they're supposed to be how they're supposed to show up what's right what's wrong what's safe versus what can appear as absolutely insane and how we relate to ourselves, our bodies, and really the world. And I didn't have all the details firmed up, but I was clear. I wanted to have a deeper level of impact. I wanted to reach more women with this idea and create conversations that allowed us to really be open and be vulnerable and support each other in community. And the more I talked about it with Michaela, who was my business coach at the time, in the magic that is Sedona, the more excited I got. Chalk it up to being in the vortex and where the energy feels freaking electric. But I felt this change come over me. I felt so freaking excited. But at the same time, absolutely terrified. And so we were out having a meal talking about all of the ways in which I wanted to have this idea come to life and and design programs around it and events and 
you know, so many ideas were pouring out of me. And she looked at me and she was like, you do realize that this is actually going to require you to go deep into this work as well. And I paused <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't think I've really fully embraced that part. Like, of course, this work always impacts me. It's always inviting me in to get more curious and, and, and to go deep. But really, what I was trying to create and shake up by virtue of launching this idea and being in real commitment to it had me along for the ride as well. And so she, in typical fashion, kind of looked at me across the table and with this, with this grin, this mischievous look, because she knew what I was about to have to embark on. I, I think she also knew how freaking major it was going to be and how deep into my own journey of self was going to be and how good it was about, about to get. All I knew when I was sitting in Sedona across from Michaela and having all of these conversations and just thinking about the more that I leaned into this conversation and leaned into what it could possibly be for all of the women that the message was going to touch. And also for me, is that I knew I wasn't alone in deciding that I didn't want to feel caged a second longer. Being in Sedona at the beginning of this year, unpacking the tensions I was feeling, both in my business and in my personal life, I was realizing that I wasn't really living life on my own terms. Of course, I was telling myself all day long that I was, but if I really got honest with myself, there was just so much I was still feeling beholden to. And what I realized with that was that my commitment to unlearn the messages around how I was expected to be, how I was supposed to be, and how I should show up, if I was really going to be committed to unlearning this, it was actually going to have me shedding so many parts of myself. And let me tell you, when you have to literally let go, release, shed these parts of yourself, your ego is going to be bruised, okay? The very essence of letting go of things that have been your identity for the longest time, it destroys your pride. Because think about it, you have been subscribed to terms and conditions in my case, for decades, that has had you show up in a certain way. I think one of the biggest pieces of my identity that's been caught up is my work, my career. I've spent 20 plus years dedicated, grinding, showing up in a way that I thought others expected of me to reach this version of success that I thought this was what it was all for. And then when I finally got clear about what was actually important to me, the freedom, the flexibility, the wanting to dictate the terms of the type of work I got to work on, I mean, my ego would not let me let go. I couldn't reconcile fully 
of what it would look like to let go of this thing that had been my identity of, of how I show up for work and how people can come to rely on me and depend on me. So when I think about, you know, before I really started to embark on this journey of unlearning, I wasn't really being honest with myself. I had to strip away the, the parts and the expectations that had me beholden to this inherited version of success, inherited version of what it meant to really make it, of all of the trappings of what we're supposed to be chasing. I mean, if I had to let go of all of that and really let go, I had to wrestle with the idea of who was I without all of that. I mean, let's take it back to January, 2022. I was a month into the decision of leaving my marriage, a month. I had come to terms with the decision. I had communicated it. I had done all of the therapy to come to that decision that being in that relationship was no longer honoring the woman I wanted to become. And if I'm being really honest, I knew, I knew the decision was final, but I was still terrified to believe it. Because again, the trappings of what you're supposed to be and have had everything to do with fitting into a certain narrative. So I had to think about who was I going to be without it? Sure, the pain, the disappointment, the mistrust, and the longing were all very much there. But for the seven years I was married, I was defined by it. And I know it sounds miserable, but who was I going to be without it? And as months wore on in 2022, I had made some pretty big decisions beyond my relationship. I made some of the biggest investments in my business, the kind of investments that quite honestly scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but these investments signaled to me that I could trust myself that I didn't need to be scared that things weren't going to work out. Instead, I could believe that they would and show up like they were already there. The more I stepped into experiences that scared me, the more that I put myself in rooms that I wasn't entirely convinced I belonged in, and in the ways that I continued to show up and feel my way through what it felt like to show up as the woman I knew I wanted to become, I started to recognize a shift. And it's weird because given what was occurring, I think back and I feel like it's remarkable that a shift was actually able to take place. Because friend, let me tell you, this year has tested me in so many ways. I went through dark periods of feeling depressed, confused, scared. I had to dig deep to find the resolve to show up for a job that I knew I wasn't a good, I wasn't a good fit for it and it wasn't a good fit for me. But I couldn't bear the thought of leaving that cushy paycheck and benefits. I had to find a way to keep showing up for the vision of my business that was on paper, a side hustle, but in my heart was the only thing that I cared deeply for. And I reconciled with the fact that for months, had to reconcile with the truth that my business 
made no money. I had to find a way to answer calls and texts from friends and act like everything was okay when there were many a nights. I couldn't peel myself away from my computer and many a days I couldn't pull myself away from the couch crying. This year was marked with long periods of rejection. It was marked with indescribable periods of loneliness. And this year was marked with confusion and grief and heartbreak. But this year was also marked with some of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. And I pushed myself to live that life I always promised myself I would live. In spite of all of the negative thoughts that I would have that I thought others were thinking to themselves. Like, who does she think she is? This year, I traveled to Dominican Republic, to Mexico, to Utah, and to Sedona, not once, but twice. I hosted an Enough Labs mini tour. I went to Indianapolis and Raleigh and then pushed myself to host my very first in-person event right here in Washington, DC. I was outrageous and curated my own personal 100 days of unlearning challenge where I went live or recorded some form of short form content on different things I was unlearning. And I got raw and I got vulnerable. And I pushed myself out of my comfort zone because I was looking at ways to feel something different and to not let those dark days define me. I even set up this little goal to take myself out on dates, either solo or with friends. And it was really all a push to learn to love myself more and experience what it could feel like to let others really be there for me. These glamorous highs and the not so glamorous lows were all terrain for my unlearning. It was both extraordinary and uncomfortable. It was exhilarating and unbelievable. It was freeing and terrifying all at the same time. And yet all of it was so necessary. I look back on the last year and realize that I have become more myself than any other time in my life. And I think the difference in me this year is that I'm looking at my life and the choices I'm making with more radical responsibility than I have ever done before. So when I thought about recording this final episode of season three, I thought about what is a way that I could break it down to some of the biggest lessons my own learning journey has taught me. And I've learned and unlearned these five things because of you because of this community that's willing to be in this conversation honestly, without apology, without even fully understanding it all the time. But you're here and you're willing to engage in some of these scary conversations. And I'm grateful I'm so grateful that I'm still here, still talking about this, 
still willing to let myself be seen and let my story be heard. When I started this podcast three years ago, it was all about creating a space and a platform for women to share their stories. Because I know intimately how powerful it can be when a woman shares her story and the ripple effect and the echo it, it creates in another woman when she says, wow, I'm not alone. That's my story. So when I think about what I've learned this year, it's because of my story that's still being written, <laughs> of others who have been brave enough to share theirs on this, on this show. And so I came down to these five lessons, these five lessons that have me feeling more aligned with the truth of me and the woman I'm becoming than any sort of steadfast rules of what's expected, what's safer, what's acceptable. So here it goes. All right. Coming up with five lessons was not easy because there are definitely way more, but I picked out the five most relevant, most significant for me. So here it goes. Number one, I started celebrating my body for all that she is and all that she does for me rather than hating her into submission. This year has been such a journey for me in loving my body, celebrating every curve, celebrating all that we've been through. This wasn't just a journey into the physical. It also included the inner work. And that inner work has everything to do with how I've learned to be with myself instead of running every time shit got hard. I honestly attribute a lot of it to the different ways that I've learned just to be with myself. Meditation is just one tool that I lean heavily on. In fact, I, you know, I love my stats. So I checked today my total um, time that I meditated this year. And I saw that over the past 12 months, I've meditated for 70 hours. That is 4,200 minutes. And I can track that because I use this app called Insight Timer, which I totally recommend and just absolutely love. But honestly, you guys, making time for this daily practice, it has helped me feel grounded to myself and the things that I desire in my life in ways that I cannot even put into words. I've never been so grateful for something as simple as breathing. And when I think about my body and another way that I was able to be with myself was the 47 weeks of teaching Zumba at different clubs here in Washington, D.C., two to three hours a week of intentionally unscripted dance. I have never planned a class. I have never curated a playlist. I have a list of my favorites, and I just move and go with whatever the room is giving. And it has helped me feel so free. I'm so grateful for that space that I get to take up, the opportunity to engage with other women and then to see something light up in them and me. 
because there's so often this belief that, oh, we can't move our body like that, or there's no way I'm that coordinated, or all of the reasons you think that you shouldn't or look ridiculous. And when I see women just give way to letting their body move, I'm telling you, it is magic. I also think back on the last year, and I really have developed this deep love for walking, mostly and obviously with Harris, my dog, on our daily walks. But being intentional with like connecting my feet to the pavement, to connecting to being in nature when it was, you know, I was walking by the monuments here in DC or the Arboretum. And I just felt this connection with like the change of the seasons and being really aware of being outside and just being grateful for movement. Something really grounding about it. All of the ways I was celebrating my body for what it is rather than what it isn't had me reconnect to every bump and curve in such a beautiful way. My body is infinite. and I have fallen in love celebrating all that it has allowed me to access and explore and connect with beyond just the physical form that the world sees. All right, number two, I started to realize that the things that happened to me were supposed to happen exactly as they did. And I didn't need to spend another moment feeling badly or being confused as to why they happened. You know, my second trip to Sedona had me realize this in a major way. I took a week for myself in Sedona for a healing retreat with this amazing company called Sedona Soul Adventures. And I didn't know what I was signing up for or what it would help me see. And I'm a planner and I like to know what I'm walking into. <laughs> but they gave me nothing. They gave me nothing in terms of expectations, but I was and am forever changed because of it. I met with so many different healers across Sedona and I got connected to parts of me that I was unwilling to look at for so many reasons. But one healer in particular, Rick, who will have my heart for life, helped me to realize that the things that happened to me in childhood and even in my adolescent years, in my 20s, they were all framing how I saw myself and my core beliefs in so many ways. And when I spent all of this time with him talking about the things that occurred to me in childhood, it actually helped me access that inner child version of me and realize how much she still needs me, how much compassion I still need to give her and the adults around me who were just doing the very best that they could. And that every single way that things come to pass, every single detail and way that things evolved, they were perfectly and divinely curated. It's kind of hard to put into words how much that week shaped me. If I'm being honest, I'm still processing it six months later. But there was a freedom that I accessed in that week, a knowing that I can trust myself and my journey and that I can let go of things that happened to me that kept those feelings of unworthiness and not enoughness so front and center for so long. That week shifted me for the better because I got in touch with me and leaned on support from beautiful souls who were on seriously some next level-ish. <laughs> but the things that happened to me 
don't need to define me and they don't need to define this experience of victimhood that I can appreciate the exact things that they gave me and focus on how I've grown from it. So that's definitely the second lesson. The third lesson is I stopped waiting for shit to come to me and started to make it happen. I had to get deeply comfortable with rejection this year. When I think back to, it was around like April and I was working with someone who was supporting me in accountability and things I was doing in my business. And I was telling her how uncomfortable I was with rejection and how a lot of times I would hold myself back from making a pitch or reaching out to someone because I didn't want to deal with the no. And if I had gotten a certain number of no's, that that would probably and likely get me out of that cycle of putting myself out there. So she called me out on why rejection was had so much power in my life. And she actually recommended this, this book, which I talked about, um, about rejection. And I started in April making about 10 to 15 pitches to people and organizations a week. And I was looking at ways of how could I put myself out there to get comfortable with rejection. I started hosting monthly masterclasses. And honestly, there were about two to three people that would show up every, every month. I was taking advice from other people to try strategies out, to connect with people in a deeper way. Some worked, some didn't. I went through months of getting nothing but no's before things actually started to percolate for me this year. And I realized that I had a choice because for a good chunk of 2022, I could have stayed in victim mode and chosen to believe that what I was creating wasn't working. And I remember how I shifted out of that and where I made a conscious choice to believe in myself and to keep going. And I ended the year with opportunities that I never even dreamed could have come into my path. So rather than getting caught up in this conversation of when is it going to happen for me? When is it going to happen for me? I let that shit go. And I started to access the ways in which I could realistically start to make things happen. And I did. And they're still happening. Okay. So number four, I started to take ownership of success in my life rather than shrinking for other people's comfort. Now, I may be an extrovert and your girl loves a dancing moment, but I have not always been a fan of celebrating my accomplishments in a major way. This deep conditioning around you know, this idea of don't let people know everything that's going on. You don't want to come across like you're bragging or don't be so showy. It's all had me in this toxic vice grip of an inability to celebrate my hard work. Until I was called onto stage unexpectedly in Mexico, Playa del Carmen. I was at a mastermind retreat and my coach, April Franks, had gifted a few of us with some of her favorite luxury items. Now these were gifts that I 
am not in a position to by myself, but she chose me within the group to gift these beautiful over-the-top earrings, Gucci perfume, a Balenciaga mug, all because she was celebrating me for the ways in which I was showing up. And she called me to the stage and she read out the things that I had accomplished over the past year, the clients, the wins, the risks. And in that moment, she made me realize how only a year ago from that stage, this was in October, I was crying in the audience at her conference, not sure what to do about my marriage. And that indecision had me stuck in so many ways. And when I think back to that moment of my life, my confidence was so rocked because of it. My own sense of self-trust was virtually non-existent. I felt so beholden to believing I needed to stay in that situation and work it out because I thought that that trapping of what I was supposed to be by way of being a good partner or, you know, sticking it out. Like I was caught up in all of that and I couldn't trust myself. And one year later, I'm standing on the same stage that I was a member in the audience of one year back. And I realized I am in charge of my success and I don't have to shrink a second longer. And number five, I started to engage in a conversation with myself this year about what self-love actually looks like and feels like when you hold a boundary. I have had to unlearn the tolerance for bullshit, of settling, of crossed boundaries, and of people-pleasing. And it has been a long road. But this year... There were several instances where I stepped up and spoke out when I felt like my line was crossed. It happened, you know, a couple of times with friends and family, specifically people that in the past I would have let it slide and not said a word. I would have chalked it up to them having a bad day that that's just how they are and there's really no sense in changing them or that maybe I said the wrong thing to piss them off. I can't say what actually did it for me or what shifted, but I think I finally woke up to the fact that I don't have to tolerate things that don't feel good to me. And I think, no, I know. There's still work there to do around learning to love myself, to honor my boundaries and my word that I make to myself, but I definitely feel like I'm further along. So whether it's a friend or a family member who said something that made me feel badly, I did my best to call it out in the moment. Was it awkward? Yes, every single time. But anything new always is at the start. And boundaries are hard to honor when you grew up in a household where you moved through life trying to give people what you think they needed. I mean, let's face it, how can you ever hold a boundary when you've never even given thought to what you needed? So I'm celebrating all of these lessons 
because there were baby steps and massive steps. And they've all allowed me to get closer to the truest version of myself, even when it was uncomfortable. And I realized that these lessons would not have been possible if I didn't seek out community. Because healing cannot take place in isolation. After a year, I am so clear that unlearning is imperative. And I think we all come to terms with it at different stages in life. But one thing is for sure, it takes a hell of a lot of courage. It's this brazen act of radical responsibility in accepting your flaws, admitting your faults. But more importantly, it's this act of stepping out from what you were told in order to become the person that you know you were meant to be. To unlearn is to evolve and to get closer to the you that you were meant to be before the world told you who to be and how to be. No one said it was easy. I am living proof that it is not. (laughs) But it is so, so worth it. I am different today on December 30th, 2022, all because I leaned into this thing this journey of unlearning that I knew I had to do before I really understood what it would take. And damn, am I glad I did. So here's to whatever the hell is next in chapter 2023 by way of all of this unlearning. And similar to the beginning of this year, I am so ridiculously excited and also super scared (laughs) because I made quite possibly one of the biggest decisions to let go of the full-time job that no longer fits me and try on full-time entrepreneurship to go all in on enough labs, bet on myself and really trust in this vision. I have no idea where it's going to take me. Of course, I'm a planner, so I've got some things up my sleeve. But I think what's going to come next is a much bigger, bolder conversation on what it means to be a disruptor and what disruption really is. I've realized that the majority of women who have come to me to work together have all come to me with issues in their career, in the workplace. And I'm starting to realize and really draw the connections between how women in their struggle to understand themselves and embrace their enoughness is rubbing up against the workplace, which if I'm being a thousand percent honest, I feel like is broken. And so I'm really leaning in to having conversations and exploring what it means to disrupt this broken system. Because I think the way that we show up in the workplace is a direct reflection of how we show up in other parts of our life. And I'm committed to helping as many women as possible realize that they are leaders and they don't have to have a C-suite title to be considered a leader. 
No, they're a leader in their homes. They're a leader in their relationships. They're a leader in their friendship groups. They're a leader within the relationship they have with themselves. And I think the way that we lead and the way that we give ourselves permission to lead, to speak out, to honor ourselves and our boundaries, give ourselves rest, be a model, the more it inspires other women. So I couldn't think of a better way to close out this season than to share with you my news that it is official. My side hustle has become the full-time gig. And I get to create that sense of safety and security on my own. And here's to the team that I know I will be building and the women that I get to work with and the more conversations I get to have on this gorgeous platform. Stay well, friends. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there, so the fact that you check in with this conversation means the absolute world to me. So I hope that you will join us each week, every Thursday, when a new episode drops. Because really, we're just here having a conversation, looking for new ways to test out how to show up as our confident, badass selves. Because when you think about it, it's all one big experiment, right? Your life can be the lab. You get to find your answer and what feels good for you. If you walk away from this podcast with one thing, let it be you feeling inspired. Inspired to take bold, empowered action on the things that really matter to you. So check the show notes and learn how you can stay more connected with all of the exciting things that Enough Labs is doing. And be sure to rate and review this podcast. You know I live for feedback. Because this podcast is just one of the many experiments that I am having a blast trying out with. And I'm just here to continue to remind you every week to never stop embracing how enough you already are. Thank you.